Sean? Sean Chatfield? Sorry, I was that just was... I recognized you from across the street. Uh, wow. Across the set, I meant to say. It was part of my bit. If everyone watching a heart attack, that was a um, jump scare. Do you need... Uh, life insurance. I don't remember what else he was offering. I don't remember. I know at, at some point later, um, he hugs that guy really hard. I'm trying to remember all my favorite bits with that actor. Is it him saying Bing? I read yes. something about this actor uh, that he made a movie, and so at the in the in the movie, it's like for distribution or whatever. Call this number, and it was just his home number. And he was just like he's a super just like chill like. Well, Whatever, like, oh, you're a fan? Oh, nice. Like, oh he's like the God. nicest guy on the planet, apparently. So, what is that dude's name? Let me find I can't think of it. out because his name is Ned Ryerson for sure in the yeah. movie. And what the fuck is his name? Oh, Steven Tobolowski. Oh, okay. Nice. So Shouts out, Steven Tobolowski. Steve, if you're watching, we heard you're, you're a nice dude. I've yeah. heard good things. He, he was in, sorry, last uh, Tobolowski bit. Uh, he was in Silicon Valley in the later seasons, which is only a few years ago. He looks the same. That guy has been yeah. the same age for like 30 years. So I kind of anyway. feel I was I started watching the first uh, episode of Next Generation with Beckett. And he was like, Patrick Stewart looks the same. I'm like, he kind of he, he kind of does like he's just yeah. always looked that way. He's definitely older now. But yeah, like, he's just hit the point where it's had, like, oh, yeah. you, OK, you're, you're, old you're old man. Old, but he's always but had that look. And he's that's yeah. who he is. Some people are old forever. Abe Vigoda. Old forever, but live forever, too. Yeah. Anyway, you got the aging out of the way with early. How'd that work? It's almost like maybe they had maybe they repeated a few, uh, the same day a bunch of times. Perfect setup for what? what? Uh, this movie. Oh, this movie, which is my pick of Groundhog Day. Now, normally I say Groundhog's Day, but I've been told that's incorrect and it's Groundhog Day. It's not Groundhog's Day? No. I didn't no know S. that until right now. There's no S anywhere in this fucking title. Well, Who knew? That doesn't make sense. I agree. Yeah, it's his day. It's the day that belongs to the groundhog. It's the groundhog's day. It's I, not a general day about a ground about yeah. Yeah. It's this not yeah. It's not all groundhogs. Yeah. It's just the famous ones. Yeah. Hmm. The famous one. Is there more than one? Uh there are now. Yeah. Punxsutawney oh. Phil is the most famous. Oh. Yeah, I think but I think this movie spawned other towns like we could do this too. See that oh, crowd? We could get really? that crowd. I'm thinking. Why not? I didn't know that. I kept reading about the groundhog or if they use the official one or whatever. And all I could find was that how how bad Bill Murray got bit. In this part right here behind us. He oh, bit. really? In yeah. This part? That's oh, okay. where he, I didn't yeah. know when it was. Jesus, can you imagine getting bit by that shit? Those teeth are gnarly. Holy cow. Oh, that's a real groundhog? Yeah. It bit him like four or five times. <laughs> that look at that. You can see it's like it got a two inch bottom tooth. Like, oh, yeah. uh, it looks stuffed in the movie. Yeah. So they should have just used a stuffed they one. They should have used a fake one. Yeah. Or an animatronic. Or like, uh, I'm sure Bill Murray could have just puppeted a, a puppet groundhog. That, honestly, it makes more sense than yeah. anything else. Get Jim Henson on that shit. Yeah, but I would not. If I got bit once by that, I'd be like, yeah, movie's we're done. We're done with this movie. <laughs> I'm not doing this fucking movie. Um, this movie, it's weird. I can't tell you when I first saw it. I don't know. But it wasn't. I was not a kid. I was older. I think maybe in high school, maybe in college. And oh, okay. it became a movie that I watch all the time. I love this movie. Um, I picked it because Groundhog Day just passed. And... We never covered it. So let's cover this classic Bill Murray's 
movie. When did you guys first see it? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I saw this in theaters uh, with my family. You did? So wow. I was probably I like too. eight years old. 93 is when it came out. So yeah. I think it came out on Groundhog Day or like right Dang, before how, it. How do they plan that? <laughs> That's crazy. Usually that day's pretty stuffed with blockbusters, but somehow they wedge their way in. <laughs> February's usually the biggest time for movies, I do know. <laughs> for good movies. Um, uh, Derek, was it something you were dying? I'm curious, were you dying to see it or they just brought you to it? Like they wanted to go and they just brought you kind of thing. Do you remember? Um, I don't know. I remember seeing the commercials for it on TV. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, we went to the movies every week, so oh, okay. eventually we were going to see everything. Damn, yeah. I never, I, I would have loved to have done that like as a routine thing. It was like kind of, not rare, but like, felt like I was always putting my mom and dad out when I wanted to see something. They were yeah. just like, well, I guess we got to take you to the thing. Um, yeah, I never had that routine. But this was one, the reason I was just curious is I remember for some reason seeing commercials for this. And that concept blew my mind. Wait, this guy just lives the same day. Like, you know, as a kid, I never heard anything like that. So yeah. For me, it was like, we have to go to this. We have to go. Um, I need to know what happens to the guy who keeps repeating the same day. I didn't even care about Bill Murray or any of that. But uh, yeah. it, in my head, I think it was a cool like sci-fi concept. It's it, not the most sci-fi movie. Well, but. <laughs> no. But I did read that um, the guy who wrote it, which... Well, I'll find it. Uh, Danny Rubin. Mm-hmm. He he wrote the movie and then spent a long time figuring out why is he repeating this day? What happened? Mm. Like, could it be like mm. a curse brought on by an ex-lover? Could it be whatever? And then he kind of thought like maybe it's better that you don't know. And it, it, just, it just happened. And there's, there's no science behind it. But I guess the studio hated that. And they really wanted a reason but that was the one thing that Harold Ramis like. It doesn't need a reason. Like, you but I really feel like if it would have told you why, the movie would not have yeah. been. It would have taken away from the movie. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I like it better. Uh, you know, Bill Murray could just be insane. Yeah, he, they never explain it. He yeah. could just be imagining all of this. Yeah. So if they explain it, it takes away my head cannon. Yeah. What if he like got hurt, was in a coma this whole time? Yeah, what if he crashed uh, on the way to Punxsutawney and he's yeah. just hallucinating this whole time? Didn't they keep warning him about the weather and all that stuff? It, that's a maybe they're maybe they're planting the seed of yeah, you know something to think about. It does it doesn't make sense because he's the weatherman says there's going to be no weather problems and there's a crazy blizzard that no one saw coming. That seems a little suspicious. I think he's dead. How about that? He was. They were dead the whole time. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the lost ending. Huh. Well, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't remember having like. I I didn't like hate this when I saw it back then. Again, I was a kid at that point. But like I said, I think I went into it with more kind of like. I I was in love with the sci-fi concept, kind of like in almost like in that context. So seeing it and having a lot of it be like him meeting this woman and like stuff like that, I was kind of like not interested in. Mm-hmm. But but there was still enough like fun stuff in it. I can't remember if I really loved it or hated it. I didn't leave mad. Um, but I was also at an age where I think I was blown away by most things that I watched, you know. Mm. But I think this year was the first year that I was like insistent on my parents taking me to stuff because we never did. And I remember Jurassic Park coming out a few months later and it was like, oh, clear, <laughs> clear your day, June 11th. We're going. I remember it being June 11th. Jurassic Park came out the same year as this movie. Yeah. 
Wow. June 11th, 93. And I know that date very well because I repeated it to them every day. This movie could have come out in like 85. And I would be like, all right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have questioned you mm-hmm. on that. Is this, is it kind of like, does feel like I guess it's kind of a now. timeless movie, which is maybe what they were intending with yeah. this. But, but it just has an old vibe to it. The only know. thing that reeks of uh, 93 to me is uh, Chris Elliott being in it. I just feel like that, like in the 90s, he was in a whole ton of shit. Never That's saw true. him before or after. He's in a, his era, yeah. Yeah. He's a main character in Schitt's Creek. Is he? Yeah. That really? He's, he's in that? Character? He's one of the main characters. There's like oh. five characters in that show, I, and he's one of them. I did not know he was even in it. Yeah. I just remember Cabin Boy. You oh. remember that movie? I think yeah. that was a huge flop, and he that, oh. like, he was the lead in it, and everyone was like, well, yeah, I, I don't like that guy. So it's funny, because when he's in Schitt's Creek, he is... He's just Chris Elliott, but like I, I hadn't seen him in so long that I was happy when I found out he was. It was like you know, honestly, I got sold on that show because Chris Elliott, Eugene yeah. Levy, and Catherine O'Hara. It's like these people alone yeah. make me want to watch something. So that's why I watched that show. Anyways, he's in yeah. that as well. I think my favorite Chris Elliott role is the um, ugly butler with the little hand uh, from Scary Movie Two. Oh my god, mm. I forgot about that. Mine is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll ever top the little hand bit. Something Not, about Mary when he had all the boils on his face. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Movie. I like you Chris, haven't. That's a great movie. We should pick that at some point. Make him watch. Well, that. it's not a great movie, but it was. It first was. Time. <laughs> it when you were fourteen, it was the funniest movie. I've, I haven't seen it since. Yeah, I tried to watch it recently. It was really bad. Was it ben really? Stiller, Rocco, you've never seen it, but in the opening scene, Ben yeah. Stiller zips up his penis and oh, balls. I yeah. re- I remember they they played that on like TV in or something. his zipper yeah. Yeah. and. Um, there's like a mentally challenged character who's, yeah. who sees it and oh, just keeps no. saying uh, Franks Fra- and Beans. Franks and Beans, yeah. Uh, oh, in, in reference to his uh, mangled genitalia. <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> All right, movie club coming soon. He just calls him Franks and Beans throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I remember the shock of seeing, because they, sh- they show you his nut stuck in the zipper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, this is I the same movie that. where... Uh, Cameron Diaz put semen in her hair. Yeah, but that I knew about. When yeah. you're 14, that's the funniest <laughs> shit. Uh, wow. I, let's just uh, talk about there's something about Mary from our memories of it. I still could <laughs> sing you. It starts off with a song. Like these like two guys are in a tree singing a song. Yeah. I could still sing you that song. I don't know why that one stuck in my head, wow. but yeah. it's fucking wild. Uh, well, Rocco hasn't seen the movie. So. Yeah, I'll yeah. sing that song to you later, Rocco. Last, last thing, I just want to touch back on Scary Movie too, Derek. Yes, please. Um, I do remember being on early, this is uh, an early internet in, you know, eh, I'll say I was in late 90s. I remember when when the first scary movie came out. Uh, yeah, like 99. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, somewhere around there. So, I guess it's not the earliest internet, but still pretty early on. And I remember for like a year or two was like scary movie two. They're working on it right now and they're trying to make it like the biggest sequel ever and they got marlon Brand- like they're got- marlon brando is gonna be in it like somehow they got him to do it that was on every message board for months and months and months and months dude they're gonna get marlon brando yeah. to be the lead and then at the last minute it was like well yeah marlon brando's fucking weird he like didn't show up or didn't know what it was <laughs> so he bailed and i remember reading uh last minute oh yeah they, they james woods did it instead. yeah they got james oh. woods. right that's what it was right <laughs> yeah and i would love uh, <laughs> If it was Marlon Brando, because James Woods plays a priest who has to take a shit really bad. Jesus and it smells so bad. A bunch of flies are like flying around in the bathroom with him. And the whole scene is 
the flies just keep landing on his face. Oh. And he's, he's like, oh, oh, there's all these flies in here. I wonder why Marlon Brando didn't want to do that. Yeah, why did Marlon bail? There's like a scene from The Exorcist where this guy gets attacked by flies and they're parodying that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in yeah. this version, the flies are attacking him because his poop is so smelly. Oh, so. makes sense. Yeah, makes a little it, more sense than the original, you know, I, I'd say. It wasn't the funniest bit, but they had to compromise with James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Marlon Brando doing it, it would have worked. Hey, you know, to be fair, Marlon Brando didn't show up to the set of Godfather Part 2. So, you know, you can't use that as a beacon of yeah. quality or not. Do you, you know, think, if he didn't show up. and you know, this is a kind of scary movie you can break the walls here, the fourth wall. Do you think if they had text on the screen when that scene saying this is supposed to be Marlon Brando, <laughs> that would make it way funnier? <laughs> I mean, because I it would be to me. I would be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's an, it'd be an insult to James Woods. So. Yeah, yeah, but fuck him. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. Well, we can confer- fuck James Woods. You heard it here, and uh, yeah, James Wood. There's no S in his name either. Did you know that? No, I'm just joking. It's <laughs> fucking oh, with no. you. I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, I guess, should we get to the story of uh, the of Groundhog, Groundhog Day saga? Was it a plot here? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to spoil Groundhog's Day for you. If you haven't seen it, maybe you want to pause this and go watch Groundhog's Day. Um, you've had 30 years to watch it at this yeah. point. So, Oh, I didn't realize it was actually the 30th anniversary. Oh, it just Ooh. passed. Ooh. Yeah, 30th anniversary. Oh, I didn't even. That's, cons- that's why I picked it. Didn't consider Because I knew that. Yeah. Uh, So this movie starts in um, Pittsburgh and Bill Murray plays a weatherman. And honestly, I can't remember the name of his uh, character. Phil Connors. Oh, yeah. Phil Connors. Punxsutawney Phil. Mm -hmm. The only Phil that matters. Uh, He's going to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for Groundhog's Day. This is the fourth annual year he's done Groundhog's Day. And in the beginning of the movie, you know, it's clear that Bill Murray is kind of... um, expecting bigger things out of life you know he's telling everybody that he's really bored doing groundhog's day he kind of makes fun of it it's a big joke to him and he's looking forward to getting promoted to a bigger major yeah, network. i think I th- yeah i think he like has a job that no one knows about like i'm gonna go somewhere else and like not do have to do this shitty weatherman bit anymore i do think i just want to say i do think bill murray is perfect casting for this role because it actually you know bill murray is known for having a kind of lackadaisical like that kind of worked in Ghostbusters, you know. He's like the one guy in the group that's kind of like, "Come on, what is this?" kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and that works good. I can't really picture this with someone else, but well, I will I tell know. you the people who they were considering were first choice is Tom Hanks, and then yeah, I, I guess yeah. I well, guess the logic of not going with Tom Hanks is the fact that he's always nice. So if yeah. he was a jerk at first, everyone would expect the nice redemption arc. Yeah, But they yeah, thought yeah. that Bill Murray was always an asshole, so for him to turn nice was more of a surprise. That's true. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, and also Michael Keaton was another person they oh, were considering. Okay. <clears throat> okay, they would have been all right. Okay. Yeah. I think this is Bill Murray's best role, I think. I agree it, with you. It's pretty, pretty fit. It's pretty fit for him, yeah. yeah. I can't really imagine anybody else doing this role other than Bill Murray. Um, but yeah, you're right. They kind of start him off as an asshole character, which I appreciate because nowadays you don't get movies about assholes. Um, <laughs> it really kind of, yeah, huh. it really made me think like, yeah, movies today suck, dude. <laughs> they really, you have this movie out right now starring Tom Hanks as an asshole and it's like a man named Otto. 
Mm. This just came out. Yeah, like, I saw a poster for it. That's this literally looks so it. fucking dumb. It looks like Tom Hanks is like doing an impression of an asshole, but not like fully committing. You know, like <laughs> you bring your cat to to my doorstep or some stupid shit. Looks like, like that. Tom Hanks' yeah. uh, vague attempt at Gran Torino. Have for you, real? <laughs> what's up? Oh, have you seen? There's a video of Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks out in public. <laughs> yeah. And then Maybe someone knock, knocked down my wife. Yes, but he sta- he Says yells at word. some kid. Who didn't do it, yeah. but he doesn't know that. Back the fuck off. And he yells at this kid and stares at him. And I just thought, if Tom Hanks ever stared at me like that and was that oh, mad at I me, just, I would just have died right out of the yeah, worst that was, feeling. That was like, dude, <laughs> I, you don't want to see that look. See, I feel like Tom Hanks wasn't, I don't know if he can go fully intimidating and mean. He's a great actor, but I think he's spent too much time being the nice guy. Yeah. He's lost the mean gene. But that, but that's why that video scared me so much. Is like he, even him just attempting. I mean, he de- there are definitely other people that would appear meaner yeah. saying the same thing. But even just seeing him attempt it is like, oh, this is unnatural. You know, what what made him go unnatural? I don't want. It's like when your dad mean? yells "fuck" and you're like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. My dad doesn't yeah. say that. Yeah, my dad doesn't yeah, say yeah fuck. exactly. But then at the same time, you're like. Yeah, but it's my dad. He's not gonna kill me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know. All right. But, but it's Good more. Point. It's like what Steve. It's like Steve-O said when his dad watched uh, Jackass. You know, I, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling. Yeah. 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 So Tom Hanks in A Man Named Otto is garbage mm-hmm. when it comes to being an asshole. But Bill Murray in yeah. Groundhog's Day is really great because yeah. he's an asshole in the way that we're all assholes. You know, it's not like man, is that a fucking kitten you brought? No, it's like, yeah, you know, like homeless guy. Hey, you got a dollar? Uh, yeah, sorry. And then just moves on. It's like, yeah, that was the lamest. <laughs> like you padded your pockets. Yeah. That, that like, was why you. even bother? Yeah. yeah and it was yeah. like, I, I've been there too. Like, I don't have the time, but I feel obligated to make a show of it. Some sort some, of some acknowledgement. Social, yeah. 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 The movie's just filled with these little social things where, you know, taking one or two or three by themselves, you're like, okay, that's relatable. I feel that way sometimes. But then it grows to the point where you're like, I'm not like this. This guy's a full-blown asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody he meets, he basically has, uh, if not a problem with them, then just a general lack of respect. Yeah, a general disdain for everything he sees. Yeah, um, so he goes to Punxsutawney from the fellow um, guests at the hotel who he finds annoying to the woman who runs the bed and breakfast who he, he kind of thinks is a country bumpkin and uncultured to his co-workers, Chris Elliott and um, Andy McDowell plays Rita, Rita his new producer. Uh, and this is something they kind of introduce in the beginning of the movie before he goes to fill uh, Punxsutawney. They hook him up with this new producer named Rita. She's going to be like handling you, getting your hotel rooms, making sure everything's good. She's a lot of fun. And she's kind of like goofing around on the green screen. Very wholesome. Mm -hmm. And he kind of recognizes that she's a goofball. And he's like, yeah, a lot of fun, but not my kind of fun. Yeah. Also, I think Mm -hmm. that she's like fresh and excited about where she is. And he hates where he is. So he kind of sees her as like the opposite of like, I'm nothing like you. Yeah. And also, I read this as kind of he's a sleazeball when he's like, not my kind of fun. Yeah, he kind of and he he demonstrates this over the course of the movie. He's kind of like a schmoozer, a ladies man. In fact. Out the gate, he's saying. Sexually explicit things to Rita Mm -hmm. when they arrive in um, Punxsutawney, she's like, is there anything else I can help you with? And he's like, how about like a pelvic adjustment? Mm -hmm. She's basically Mm -hmm. like, you know, let's have sex. Yeah. 
Oh, I just got it. I know. A lot <laughs> went over my head when I was Ding. eight, but I get it now. Light bulb. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he very much does not see anything in Rita. Um, and he goes about doing Groundhog's Day. Very boring, very over it. The movie picks up when the day starts over for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is like my favorite part of the movie when he's first realizing that yeah. he's kind of stuck in this repeating day. Yeah. Um, because I think Bill Murray <clears throat> demonstrates some like really uh, good acting in this part. You know, it's easy to be the guy who's bored with his job. It's easy to be the crazy guy who's stuck in this world who he kind of turns into at the end of the movie. But at this point in the movie, it's this very like intriguing you get to see him kind of figuring it all out. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And making these jokes like, it's Groundhog's Day. It's still just once a year, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And the way he acts um, is just very, like, interesting and, and charged and loaded. I just really like this part of the It movie. really is. It's like an episode of Twilight Zone at first where it's like, well, this is weird. Like, what's happening? Yeah. And, like, you know, he's just trying to go along with it. I thought the song choice of I Got You, Babe was awesome. <laughs> Only I've heard that song. I think of this movie now, but uh, that yeah. song basically just repeats that line over and over and over again, which I thought was funny. Yeah, that that's what this fucking good, movie is. Good choice. Good choice. Um, something I did think was interesting um, was in the uh, they. Uh, I told you before, like as a kid, it was I was almost like like you mentioned the Twilight Zone. The concept of this movie is what got me in the theater. It was yeah. just like whoa, you know. And what I thought was interesting was the original script for it played it more mysteriously not that it revealed like we were saying not that it revealed like what why it was repeating or whatever but it originally was going to start with he was he had already been repeating it It, you were going to see it happen for the you were going to know it was going to be him doing his job and it's like yeah yeah you know blah 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 like repeating what they say before they say it you know and it's kind of like what's going on and they were going to kind of downplay what the movie was about so that you'd watch it and then find out over the course of the movie, oh, this guy's been living the same day. They were going to play it a little more Twilight Zone. Interesting. Uh, but then, yeah, Harold Ramis um, was kind of like, yeah, I think this is kind of not the movie we're trying to make here. You know, it's like, let's, let's be with him. Like, let, yeah. let's see his transformation. I also yeah. read that um, originally in the script, it was like he was narrating the movie and there was uh, a voiceover, which I also think would have totally ruined mm-hmm. Like, I don't want, I, Bill Murray does a great job of showing you what he wants to do. But like, if I had to hear him go, oh, this is when I fell in love with yeah. you. It's like, okay, um, I, no, thank you. I yeah. can just show me that. Yeah, it would take you out of the moment. Yeah. I think the movie is so good because you kind of get to see him beat by beat. In fact, I think this is one of the best movies that shows a character changing. Yeah. Yeah. In- incrementally. Totally. I know that they study it in a lot of film classes because this is a perfect character arc and you see it the entire way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like this movie a lot and I feel like every time I rewatch it, well, at least this time, I feel like I've never, (laughs) when I was a kid, the relationship between him and Andy McDowell totally went over my head. Yeah. Same here. And then it was lost on that. (laughs) Even as I got older, I didn't fully understand the dynamics of the relationship. And I feel like watching it now. Um, like the 20th time I've seen it. I'm like almost 40 at this point. It, <laughs> I, I finally like understand the charm of this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a montage. Well, I, I'm probably skipping ahead here. I mean, before, this movie is, I mean, it's, it's one day keep going. Yeah. So. Before we talk about how he kind of decides he wants to be in a relationship with uh, Rita, his producer, 
he's figuring out that the day is repeating and they do this genius thing of um, he has these kind of like milestones throughout his day, these really memorable events. He passes a homeless guy. He reconnects with this old friend from high school. He steps in a deep puddle. Mm -hmm. He does the um, Groundhog's Day ceremony. Goes to the diner. That guy waiter drops that tray of food. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happens afterwards mm -hmm. uh, because he starts changing the the, the path. Um, but as the days start repeating, those events happen again and again, and you get to see how they slightly change based on his reaction to them. Mm -hmm. um, which again, I think is like good acting. And I was watching it this time, thinking like they had to do these scenes and just do slight variations, like yeah. do it exactly the same, but. This time you say a different word. This time you do a different reaction. You know, how many times did they have to and film those scenes I was over and thinking over? whoever was in charge of doing like the takes and scenes on yeah, set was like, OK, this is this is take oh, yeah. 42. Uh, uh, one second. Ooh. And then the guy who had to edit this, it's like, yo, how do you get all this footage from like, uh, here's <laughs> this shot from this one scene and it's got to be in the movie eight different times. It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, they definitely had a continuity expert working over time. Well, yeah. excuse me. So, um, yeah, he basically realizes he's stuck in this day. And then he has a bunch of different reactions to what to do in this situation. Um, and this is why I think Groundhog's Day is so good. Because they really explore this idea, I feel like, to the end. You know, I, I feel like they fully explore this concept. Whereas this movie has been ripped off a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe more than a couple. I yeah. Don't know. I feel like um, I see it all the time. Yeah. Specifically, Happy Death Day, which was a horror movie that came out um, mm -hmm. like two or three years ago. They yeah. specifically referenced Groundhog's Day in that movie. I think they realized it was so close to it, they had to call attention to it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they'd be it's, it off. it's killing me, though, because I swear <clears throat> to God, I've seen like three different things do that where. They have the repeating day thing, and at some point they go, uh, they, oh, so it's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear that's not the first time I've seen that. Like, I've seen TV shows where they did the same thing, and it's like, how many times are going to ape it and then say it's that? Yeah. You know, like, I know I've seen that more than once. And um, <laughs> live, die, repeat, mm -hmm. yeah. edge of tomorrow, edge. whichever you want to call yeah, it. Whatever you want to call it. Not as, not as funny as this one. The Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> I'm no, sorry, Tom, no Cruise. Tom Cruise movie. Tom <laughs> <laughs> it would have been way better with Tom Hanks, trust me. They all rip off Groundhog's Day, but none of them are as good as Groundhog's Day. Nope. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you why I think that is. Those movies are too simple and too straightforward, where the character has a very definite goal. I have to find out who murdered me. Right. If I don't find out, they're going to murder me and I'll just wake up again tomorrow. So the movie's going to go until you stop that murder from happening mm -hmm. and live, die, repeat. You know, they have this like mission, some objective they need to achieve. But if you die, you'll just come back tomorrow and try to get a little bit differently. There's no goal in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It's a fucking curse. Yeah. You don't know what, why or how or what you to do. You don't know why. You don't know how. And he, and in doing that, he gets to explore so many different natural human things where mm. I feel like it's a better movie than all of those. It's not like, wow, I really got to go kill that guy. Oh, yeah. I failed. I guess I'll try again 45 yeah, times. Yeah. You're not heading to a boss fight. No, <laughs> it's like, um, he thinks it's weird. He starts asking people about it, and then he's like, well, maybe I can use this to my advantage. He starts flirting with women and mm -hmm. finding out yeah. their past identities, and then he per he masquerades as if he's 
a long lost friend of theirs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that gets boring and yeah. he starts hanging out with the locals and talking to them like, what would you do if you had this power? No, no consequences. I'd do anything I want. And right. that signals something in him. He starts robbing banks. Yeah. He starts yeah. punching the guy who annoys him because he realizes there's no consequences. I, <laughs> um, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I didn't interrupt you. But uh, I also want to point out that like it shows you he's an asshole, but he's not a psychopath. Like he doesn't go on a killing spree <laughs> no, or anything like crazy dark. No. He just, you know, punches a guy, but like he he could go fucking psycho. Yeah, but but he doesn't do that. Yeah, he's an asshole in the way we're assholes. Yes, I think like he didn't punch the guy because he was just looking for a guy to punch. Yeah. He punched the guy because he's in a waking fucking nightmare, and at that yeah. moment he realized I. Maybe the one good thing about this situation is I can do whatever I want and get away with it. So yeah. I'm just going to fucking deck this guy. Also, this guy's been bothering him for how many years at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I watched this in theaters, that got the biggest laugh. Because yeah. I think oh, I, yeah. I think everybody realized, like, hey, we all want to punch the annoying guy from high school who stops you at Walmart. Don't you remember me? No, yeah. I don't remember you. Really? What about this? Bro, I don't remember. What about this? Bro, yeah. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I moved on. I'm sorry. And and not to sound whatever, but it's a natural human thought to go, uh, wish I could just fucking punch this guy yeah. and walk away. But <laughs> but, it, but, you but you're right. It, I do admire, though, the restraint. I feel like some writers would go, Wouldn't, oh, let's go crazy. And like you said, like have them yeah, d- shoot a bunch of people or yeah. drive a thing through a whatever. Or it's, doing really deranged shit to get like a crazy reaction. Yeah, it's going to be don't GTA Puxatani no, edition. Just, yeah, exactly. They don't do any. They don't do that. Trying to make the best out of the situation. And yeah. And he's exploring different avenues that he thinks might bring some joy to the situation. Maybe if I can hook up with all these girls here. Eh, yeah. No. Well, I'll do fantasy wish fulfillment. I'll rob a bank. I'll do whatever I want. No. He tries to, uh, after he's hooking up with the girl, um, he keeps saying the name Rita. Mm-hmm. And so we become clued into the fact that he's really fantasizing about Rita. And so he tries to do to her what he's been doing to the other girls, which is basically using these repeating days to gather as much information as possible to fake like he's the perfect man Mm. to get into her pants. But with Rita, it doesn't work. Because Rita's just a special lady. She's really deep. She's really intelligent. Uh, And so there's this montage of slapping. He gets slapped, and you see that... He dedicates so many days to trying to make this relationship happen with Rita, and every day it ends in him getting slapped. This was the thing that went over my head when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. I didn't understand, like, why doesn't Rita like him? He's literally mm-hmm. the perfect guy. He's <laughs> he's telling her all the things she wants to hear. Why does that work with the other girls, but it doesn't work with Rita? Yeah. The, mo- the slapping montage, it went over my head when I was a kid. You know what also <laughs> went over... Uh, well, I guess I kind of realized it, but like how much work he had to do to get to that slap where it's like he lived yes. a whole entire day to, to for this moment and fucked it up and now do it again. And like yeah. every time you see a bam, 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 yeah. that's so much time he spent doing and it all over And they show again. you where it's like they meet and it's like, can I buy you a drink? Yeah, I'll have this drink. She orders something else. <sighs> Next day, can I buy you a drink? Yeah. yeah, I'll have this drink. I have the same drink. What should we toast to? Let's toast to this. I usually toast to something else. <sighs> Third try. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? They get the same drink. Should we toast? They toast. And you see him piece by like moment by moment, 
just progressing at one moment forward, one moment forward. And yeah, you can only assume how many days did he do this? Hundreds? Yeah. Thousands? Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, it, that's the kind of thing, too, where it's like they never tell you how long it's been. You know, Harold Ramis went on at one point and said it is 10,000 years is what he experienced. But then it's like he just threw that number out and later said maybe it's more like 10 years. But it, it, there's never a definitive time. You don't know. Yeah, Either way. Uh, uh, supposedly, that the original idea was to convey it was like 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he pulled that back. He was like, no, nah, probably like 10. He probably dealt with that for like 10 years. Um, I mean, he says he's a god. He says he's had a, a chance to intimately know every single person in this town. Mm-hmm. Like intimately know their deepest fears and yeah. you know, he's had sex with all of them. It's so <laughs> interesting though cuz the idea that he has to start from zero every single day to like pick a new person and learn about them. Like he has to get super close with a person so quick. Yeah. In order for that for that person, you know. But not really. Not for him, but for that person, you know, to be like Wake up and I was just some guy talking to you. Like, who is this person? Yeah, <laughs> but we see that he pretends to know them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so people are like, oh, you must know me because you know so much about me. So he kind of manufactures it. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, he can't make it work with Rita. And he becomes really depressed. And he starts just going through a montage of killing himself, committing suicide <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Um, Which, which is, again, as a kid, I thought this was like really funny. Yeah, yeah me too. You know what? So did I. And watching with Beckett... We watched it a lot, but he was like, "This isn't as funny as I remember." I'm like, "Yeah, because like when you're a kid, it's just funny him like doing all these silly things, and you know, like he's gonna be fine." But like as an older, it's like, "Oh, he's like this is like dark place." But I also, but I also think you know, humor changes. You know what I mean? Uh, There are scenes in Batman Returns. That as a kid were cracking me up when he dro- when he sees all the clown performer weirdos and then just drives the Batmobile through them and they go flying into the store that explodes. Oh, as a kid, I was dying during that. I was like, what a funny way to take care of them. And now you watch. It's like Batman just mowed down all these guys. <laughs> yeah. Just murdered 11 people. Just, it, you know, it's, you know, our concepts change and whatever. Yeah. So something that I also think is interesting is the first time he kills himself, he doesn't know. He's coming back. Yeah. He thinks that really could be it. Yeah. And he's yeah. just not. Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready Take to himself go. Out the game. There's a part that I caught this time that I've never noticed before that is, I don't know if it tells more of the story or whatever, but it's when they identify his dead body. I was just going to bring this up. Yeah. Because that's the one time where it's like, so the day continues. Yeah. Without him. I had the same thought. I never, con- I never noticed that before. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever see, I don't want to spoil it. Wait, too but much. so what's your point? My point is, is like, you know, you're, you're along with him every time. So he dies, he's back in the thing. So I would thought the day would just reset when yeah. he was dead. Like it would just go back to, but yeah. I didn't realize that the time would keep going until in midnight mind, or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've always, even as a kid, I've always thought that every day he lives continues on in mm. some timeline but he doesn't, you know, mm, like every time okay. he lives that day, that day goes on and those people live that timeline and they leave Punxsutawney with him and he continues to be an asshole. Right. And there's all these different multiple universes he could be in, yeah. but he can't get out of this situation until he enters the, the correct universe. Right. Okay. So yeah, I've always assumed that life goes on beyond this day, just mm-hmm. not for him. Not. For I just him. never had considered that. Yeah. Before, you know, did you guys ever see that movie Source Code? No. no. Oh, okay. That's another repeating day movie. Mm, nice. And 
starts to explore and kind of embarks on that concept where it's like where they keep they keep it simple but then you know without giving too much away a character starts to have that thought where it's like what what happened to the like the day i did this Mm -hmm. i think that still went on yeah no 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 it you're just repeating and it changes no 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 i think that's still Oh. became its own branching thing you know anyway so if you want to see more of that concept that sean just brought up watch shorts code uh, also uh avengers endgame that's how they avengers end end endgame oh. which is kind of a better groundhog day uh honestly. also the show russian doll on netflix i did watch oh yeah it's this too it's isn't this it? exact concept yeah. and even with the same song starting every time she i want you babe no sorry but it's, oh. a, it's the <laughs> same it's a song that repeats the same way that oh. this does I just think it's baby, a, baby, baby. It, that was it. That's the song. Um, the Macarena. Oh no! Could you imagine? I was out in public the other day, and that they played that. There was a restaurant I was going to, and they were playing that. I'm like, Dude, did you do? Back. Did you do the dance? Oh, uh, of course. But I just, <laughs> I feel like I haven't heard that in a non-novelty setting in no. decades. Like I don't, I've never hear that just out. Like, oh, it's in the mix with you know, here's a Kings of Leon song, here's a whatever. Okay, the Macarena. Now, um, Harry Styles. I'm like, why was that in the? Yeah, I wish mix? we could. Anyway. The, I wish the Macarena could become popular again. But we don't tell the new generation that there's a dance associated with oh, it. Oh shit! And then one day, everybody just does, does the it. dance. All and and all the you know the Zoomers are just mind blown. Like. What the, I thought I'm we sorry, did what? the TikTok dances. Well, now you, happened? you know, you do it. Well, there, everybody knows a dance to this song. What? <laughs> well, let me tell you. When I did start the dance, I was you met with one. that reaction. So mm. it it's possible. It's okay. possible. It's not impossible. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Bill Murray, at this point, Phil, um, you know, he's explored a lot of options here. Having fun, doing his own thing, trying to kill himself, <laughs> trying to trying to get with Rita, Moving around, killing himself. So many times in this movie, you they kind of imply like, yeah, this is this is how he figured it out, yeah, and then it just starts the day starts yeah. over. So many times in this movie, there's like you could just end the movie right here, and then the clock starts playing that song, and he wakes up in bed, and you're almost there right with him, like. Jesus fucking Christ. You do exa- you get exhausted for him. You yeah. do. He you has do. this moment with Rita where they spend the night together and he tells her like I love you but she's sleeping mm-hmm. and you're like he's finally he's finally admitted that he's in love with Rita. Like that's what this movie's about. He he's going to fall in love with her. And then he wakes up the next day and it just starts all over again. And you're like what the fuck like where do we go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too. Like if they would have told us at the beginning it was a curse you what does he have to do to break the curse? What does he have to do? But with you not knowing, you are really like, what do you do? Like, he's yeah. just stuck. So uh, he becomes extremely depressed at this moment. And we kind of go back to the homeless guy that he's been ignoring at the beginning of the movie. And he tells the guy, you know what? Fuck it. Hey, here's here's all my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck it, pal. Like, let's hang out. You know, at this point, he's so desperate. He's like, I'm. And this is where the character arc really starts to turn because, you know, this guy never had time for anybody and now he's spending a whole day hanging out with a homeless stranger. Which, honestly, have you seen... I've seen videos of this where people, influencers go out, find a homeless person, like, hey, we're going to go to Disneyland today and takes like... They give a homeless person a great day. Yeah. I see that a lot 
a new that's a trend people do, I guess. I don't know. But like I do think of this movie as well when I see that. It's like oh, Bill Murray did that. He took he took a guy out and had him gave him the day of his life. Yeah. And then filmed it and uploaded it for millions of views and ad revenue. That's right. No, he doesn't do that. In this oh movie. shit. That's the difference. They uploaded it to theaters in ninety three. That's true. <laughs> oh, fuck. So there it is. By the way, I find that e- extremely exploitive. I'm just going to yeah. pick a homeless person up off the street and make a video of how I was just the one guy who gave who was nice to this person. I, I oh, do. Oh, that's fucking great. Good good for you. I do feel that way, but also I feel like, well, that homeless person did get a good day. I don't know. Maybe it's a it's I feel weird about it. I don't it. know because some of those videos are extremely awkward. Oh, some are very you know, awkward. Very, it's like the, you know. And not, I really watch these that often. I've just seen them in past. I feel like if I'm in that situation, you know, on the streets, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And cool. Like, yeah, I'm at Disneyland. But then what? Like after Disneyland, do you just put me back? Yeah. On, back to your corner. Back on the box? And yeah. I, the yeah I don't yeah, know. That, yeah, like, that's and, weird. Well, see ya. And, and then you go on with the video and, and make millions and of dollars. Your fame and your revenue like goes up, but the homeless yeah. person is just on the fucking street. There's two people who made that video. Yeah. One person gets the real benefit. Yeah, that's yeah. exploitive. I, the yeah. the type of generosity I think is the best if kind of generosity is when you remember when George Michael died. Sure, we all remember where we were. Yeah, and all these stories came out about how he was giving money to people. Yeah, it was secretly for years. Yeah, I said uh, I'm a fan of his. I said I couldn't pay for my college, but I went to his concert anyway, and he reached out and paid my tuition. Like that all came out, and it was all like, don't don't talk about this. Like, yeah. don't. It, it it was he had a ton of hush hush stuff that was all good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the kind I want. I want when I die, you're gonna find out all the homeless people I took to Denny's. I do see a lot of videos. Even like there's a new one about a guy on an escalator too scared to go on the escalator and then oh. everyone passing the guy. Yeah. And so finally the guy's like, oh, are you scared? Let me help you. And like he'll hold his hand, like talks him through it. And yeah. like it's supposed to be the sweet thing. But the whole time, like one, this guy isn't really scared to be on the escalator. This is like a social experiment. But like you're just, <laughs> now this guy's being nice, but you're just taking it. Yeah, is, yeah. And who's filming it? This is all fucking weird. Why Blur, are we all praising yeah. Blurry this? Blurry lines yeah. on that. That's why when yeah. we fuck with people in public, we're mean to them. Yes. Yeah, because if we're, we're nice, not, it creates a weird we're not social dynamic. trying to exploit these people. Oh, we're being so nice to you. For no, we want you get nah. you mad at us. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, uh, we're bringing the public experience you always get. Strangers being fuckos. So nothing new here. Yeah. Hey, we're filming what always happens. Hey, but let's hey, but let's be serious for a second. Then when the camera's off, we're so nice. We're the oh, nicest so nice. people. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, people usually for putting thank up us. with me. No, people usually thank us for for filming. Like, what? I can't believe you came here and did this. This is so interesting. Thank you. Of course, I'll be in your video. It is That's always true. a nice you know what? conversation. You're right. Huh. How so about that? We win. We look like assholes, but we're secretly nice. Yeah, just like Bill Murray. Yeah, so he takes this homeless guy out to eat, and the guy dies at the end of the day. He takes him to a hospital, and he's like, you know, what happened? And the nurse tells him, like, nothing happened. It was just his time. Sometimes people die. And so then Bill Murray is like, well, no, not on this day. I can change this. And he dedicates himself to trying to stop this guy from dying for a little while, but realizes he can't do it. This guy will always die on this day. Mm -hmm. So then it's like the third arc. Because the Groundhogs, they really explore so many different like personality and personalities and sides of Bill Murray's character. He finally kind of realizes like this day sucks for me, but for other people, it's literally their worst day ever. Yeah, because they die on this day. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, he doesn't say this, but it, this yeah, is kind of like yeah. the attitude that I glean from this part of the movie, which is like, I'm in a shitty situation, but it could be worse. But, and know? I can make it better for people who are going to go through a, be- a worse day than me. I can make it better. Yeah, for he has some ability to help them. So then he dedicates himself to saving people. Uh, he can't save the homeless guy, but there's a kid who always falls out of a tree who he catches every oh, day. Which I noticed this time. That kid is in the hospital when that guy is dying. The nurse says he can't save him. Like that kid fell because Bill Murray didn't catch him and broke his leg. Oh. So he's in the hospital. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I was like, that's the kid. I was nice. excited to see that. <laughs> um, the mayor chokes on a piece of steak. Would the mayor have died? Does the mayor die on ground? I don't know. Day? Maybe he did. So many people die. Uh, which I that's Bill Murray's brother, which I didn't realize yeah, that Brian was Bill oh, Murray. Classic Brian. He he might be no offense to Bill. He might be my favorite Murray. I did always love a Brian. I Doyle. know that guy from my Christmas vacation yeah. and a million other movies. I did not realize that's his brother. I, I didn't know that. I one. guess a healthy bottom line doesn't mean much when you have to step on the people that make it possible or whatever yeah. the fuck he says. That's pretty close. It's a I can't think of another like um, somebody who's so famous and has a brother who is also famous but not close. <laughs> I would say it, by any means at uh, all. Ron Howard would be my and Clint Howard would be the ones that I feel like are closest. We're like Clint Howard is even, just a weird character actor. Even Clint Howard that is very close. But I would argue Ron Howard is not as famous as Bill Murray, but True. he could be actually. But then Clint Howard is a little bit more famous than then Brian that's, Doyle. That's Murphy. true. That's true. That's so true. it's not I, quite the same. I always crack up. At, and I know it's not the same, but uh, the dude who played Ethan in Lost, the creepy yeah. oh, other yeah. guy, yeah. shows up and stuff all the time. And people are like, oh, eat all the dude from Lost. It's like, yeah, his cousin is Tom Cruise. Like he's like, isn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, either he cousins is, yeah. or? Yeah, they're, they're cousins, yeah. I don't remember how, like what Tom the. Tom Cruise's cousin. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Tom Cruise if you just turn up. An ugly factor yeah. is a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's probably he's probably goofy. really cool until nice. his cousin enters I just the say, room. I should say goofy. That's cool. So Tom Cruise has a cousin who's also a pretty successful actor, but he's never invited him to be in any of his movies. Yeah, what the hell? I think we have a problem. I think that there's the family ties there. There uh, must be some beef. Yeah. Like, what do you think about Tom? Fuck Tom. I remember your aunt one time yelled at me at her house. I'm never forgiving you for it. Tom, do you think you can put him in your next movie? Impossible. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Because there's going to be fallout. Dun, dun, dun. Thanksgiving. So what's everybody doing? Oh, I'm doing uh, Top Gun uh, Maverick. What about you? Yeah, nothing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> hoping for a Lost reunion. Lost convention. <laughs> lost convention. <laughs> Autographs. At hey, the hey if he was at the Lost convention, I'd love to meet him. I'd be too. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They canceled Lost Con, by the way. That was going to happen in 2020. They were going to watch the finale uh, at the church that it was oh. shot at. Um, no, they all got COVID. Fuck. Oh. The cast? They were going to watch the first episode on the beach and then the last one in the church. And mm, uh, yeah. everyone, on the beach? No, went, all the organizers. Uh, oh, man. Uh, the guy who played Hurley was going to zoom in and then even he They were like, get lost. <laughs> uh, so. Back to I don't know where, uh, where are we? He, yeah, saved, what, that, what he saved that kid. Oh, yeah. Tree. So now he's starting to feel like uh, maybe I should use my powers for good. And this is the beginning of the third act where he starts to truly become a good guy and also just kind of accepts his fate and tries to better himself. Like, if I'm going to be stuck in this situation, you know what? I'll, I'll learn to play piano. Yeah. I'll learn to sculpt. I'll just, you know, he basically, maybe he has been here for 10,000 years. And it's like, listen, if if this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of eternity, let's have some fun. Let's enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Let's find some inner peace. Yeah, and that's something, you know, you can't help but put yourself in his position. Like, what would I do? 
And I do think like learning the instrument, like what else are you going to do? You know, like I do like the idea of like teaching yourself things or learning things because, well, you know, yeah, time's just going. Have a big party with this town every single night, which is basically what he decides to do. Like make the best out of the situation. Mm hmm. And so the movie kind of comes to a conclusion um, with this culminate. It all culminates in this one amazing night. He actually has a moment in the movie where he explains to Rita what's going on and he's able to convince her like, mm -hmm. oh, this is true. And she's like, all right, well, I will sit with you through this and we'll see what happens. And you think like, yeah, this is when he gets out of it. But no, it resets. Mm -hmm. It the movie ends when he can have this bond with Rita without explaining to her what the problem is. When he yeah. can just like mm. live a day normally without referencing this experience that he's having. Yeah. And what's weird about this day, not weird, but I think why it works for him is this is the day where he did everything for everybody else and never once tried to get Rita's attention Never tried. Like he just kept kind of brushing her off, almost being like, "Oh my, I gotta be sorry, I gotta go." And like he helps someone else, you know. Like she just keeps noticing him live out his day, and that was. But he never once uses any of those scummy tricks to get her yeah. in this particular day. Yeah, and also he tells her at the end of the day, like, uh, "I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, and I don't care because in this moment I'm happy." And he, you know, it. He's it's Bill Murray acting, but we can assume he really means it. Mm -hmm. um, and that ends up being the day that he lives through uh, and continues to the other side. So you have this guy at the beginning of the movie who has no time for anybody, doesn't like anybody, literally like, eh, don't get too comfortable with me here because I'm already gone, has no time for anybody and is not happy. Finds more time than he can do, you know, all the time in the world now and has to use that to just slow down and find happiness and actually learn to care about people. Yeah. And there's a couple of things about that last scene that I really like. I like the DJs fucking him playing the same song again at the same time. So you, the audience thinks that it's the same day again as yeah. you would. But then they can say, why'd you do that song again? That was funny. Also, the idea that if him like opened up the window and telling her like, let's move here. It's like, yo, he could... He was stuck there for so long and is just resigned to like, no, nah, I like it here. Like, I'll, I don't know. This is my place. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. He finally accepted his fate. Yeah. Which after that day, I really can see like if that were to continue, a couple things. He'd probably be like, what, the mayor? He knows everyone so well. I feel like he could easily. <laughs> like that's, he just lived there forever. But um, another thing I was going to say is I would think that you would have to have that thought after every single day. Like, am I going to stuck in this one again? Like every, every morning is another like, uh, like you're not knowing the next groundhog's day for him will be a fucking terrifying. Like <laughs> what's going to happen to me? It's groundhog day too. I, oh my God. It's happening you'd, again. You'd think that, I don't know. There was, there's part of me that's like, that would have been a very easy. Legitimately. Sequel. This is the easiest idea. Make that movie and put this one out. Call it Groundhog Day 2 in theaters, and it's just this movie again. And that would work, and everyone would like it. <laughs> no one but mad. Didn't he do a commercial that was the... That was I thought he did for the Super Bowl or something. I thought there was a Super Bowl commercial where he repeated the... Where it was just Groundhog Day again. I, I thought. Think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Anyways, that's Groundhog's Day. The movie uh, budget was... <laughs> it's a big gap. It's either 14.6 to, thir to $30 million. So I don't know where it falls in that... Yeah. No one knows. It made 105 in the box office, but I feel like this has become a 
definitely a classic movie, yeah. a timeless movie. And I think that idea of them center, centering it around Groundhog's Day, if it was Christmas, there's a thousand Christmas movies. Yeah. But there's literally one Groundhog Day movie. Yeah. It, it was a smart move by picking a, day, a holiday that everyone knows, but no one gives a shit about. Yeah. So, this is, yeah, this is like a movie that I think I probably can and will always watch on Groundhog's Day or around. Yeah. What you just said, that's not a bad concept for, we, if we write a movie, we should Arbor Day. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Arbor Day or like, uh, you know, Earth what's day. another holiday? Yeah, yeah, some other, some other shitty day. Mm. Everybody knows about it. Nobody cares. Huh. Veterans Day. Oh yeah. my god! Exactly. Okay. We'll do a Veterans oh, no. Day movie, and it, <laughs> yeah, it'll be just like oh, bunch geez. of funny shit happening, and it's like oh, only it's this funny. would happen on Veterans it's Day. It's funny stuff, but the veterans got to do it every day. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. It'd be just real wacky. But it's good. It's good stuff. We don't we don't get political, and we don't get negative. No, we're not so. getting political. No. Anything, anything you're thinking that's bad, put that on yeah, your brain. Bad stuff not happening here. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so now Sean wants to make it. Now yeah, I'm dying go. to make it. Uh, I did want to say a couple of things that I thought were funny, just real quick, kind of just wrapping this up. But um, I did. Uh, th- I guess they shot this movie in Illinois or something, mm-hmm. and I was cracking up because I was looking at like, oh, where I'm always, I always like to see where they the filming locations, stuff like that. I guess they put a plaque up for the shooting location of this movie. Oh. And you're probably thinking, oh, cool. So where do they put it? You know, maybe is, is there a statue, a bill? Is there, whatever, Brown, where yeah. is it? It's on the curb oh, of the street. But he falls off? And it says, uh, I think it says like Phil stepped here or something. But it's right at that curb That's where, he, yeah, awesome. where he stepped in the puddle every every time. That's cool. Uh, there's one there and a little thing uh, at the corner and I think it says Phil's Corner or something like that. So both of those spots, were, you know, they're 10 feet from each other. Yeah. They have two little things uh, there. And, um, and uh, yeah, the, the restaurant that he kept going to mm-hmm. um, is now a Mexican food restaurant. But mm-hmm. I think they still have a thing like on the wall, like, you know, they shot this here. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, cool. I want to see that curb. One of these days I'm visiting that curb. Going to the curb. The Phil's um, curb. Dia de los Groundhog. Um, oh, one, one other thing that I did. Sorry, that's getting to me. Um, I was going to say, though, uh, another thing that I did think was funny was just reading about Harold Ramis and stuff he made. And I didn't realize that pretty much everything that he did was kind of like R-rated or kind of vulgar. Like, mm. like that was just what he did. And he was like, yeah, I can't like be known for just that. And so that was what this movie was. He's oh. like, I'm going to keep this one. I want to make a movie that's like PG at the worst. Like families could see it. And it's funny because like this is PG. Is this a family movie? I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a family movie because of like it's oh, it's so vulgar or whatever. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess as kids, we wanted to see it or at least I, it, I did. Yeah, I think it's a family. So I, it's I guess. Movie. Also, I realized like this is a romantic comedy, which. That's what I thought. It, yeah, it's like it's weird because there's a th- it could be also sci-fi. There's a thousand yeah. things this movie could be classified as. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of it, I guess yeah, it's a family romantic comedy is what this well, movie is. Yeah, it's just interesting. It, it, I I actually kind of appreciate that it doesn't pigeonhole to one thing. It it could be kind of yeah, it could serve many needs as a movie. But all I was going to say was I, I did think it was really funny. Um, apparently, they uh, it, they were shooting or about to shoot um, when he takes the groundhog. He, it was going to have Bill Murray 
going to where the groundhog came from and like hunting for him mm. like oh he's dead where's it like in his natural habitat or something to get it and and you know harold ramus again not wanting to repeat himself he is behind the camera and he's like this is fucking caddyshack like he's yeah, looking for the fucking gopher yeah so he's like he's like the whole reason i did this movie is not to repeat myself and we're doing this cut it <laughs> so yeah. anyway i thought that was a funny story that's very interesting Anyways. All right, you want to do Shakers? Sure. Okay, so for me, this movie, it's one of, I would say this is almost a perfect movie. Like, this movie has, the story arc is so good. It, it's been copied a thousand times for a reason. I think the acting is great. It's timeless. This, to me, is a easy five Shakers for me. Oh, wow. Perfect score. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to give it four Shakers. I like it. Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. Um, I I think the con the ama amazing concept, as you said, everything's copied it. Um, like you were saying too, character transformation can't be beat. Perfect role for Bill Murray. Um, for me, I just think it. Um, my only real complaint that I makes me not revisit it. It actually, to what you were saying, it it's. To me, too far in romantic comedy territory, which is not my kind of genre. So I don't find myself revisiting it. So that always brought it down to me. But that's not like I'm not listing that as a flaw. It will speak to other people super well. I, I think it's earned its five, uh, but not for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so I'm going to I give it a three, but it's a very solid three, like very solid three. This is I would say this is a classic movie. But on my own scale, I'm doing three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where I sit. All right. Well, that's nice. Groundhog Day. Uh, Derek, what is next? Next week, we are going to be watching a horror film. Oh, no. Well, I don't know if it's exactly a horror film. It's more of like a psychological thriller. Mm. And it is called The Platform. The Platform. So check it out. Hmm. The platform, psychological thriller. Okay, I don't think I've even heard of that. Oh, oh, good. I hope you like what? to eat. Hope you like to eat. I do. We'll see you, we'll see you then. Okay. What what, uh, the platform. what platform can you stream it on? <laughs> Netflix. No. Oh, okay. okay. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. That's so. good. All right. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. You, see you next time for the platform. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it later. Okay, sorry. I'm making I, a new show. I'll talk about it in another uh, video on Patreon. I'll show you. I tried second. for this to not have an awkward ending, and I failed. I apologize. I threw him under the bus. John's <laughs> new show, Album Club, coming soon.